Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 80th edition of the PJ Archive. It's a phone interview I did with the remarkable German composer and big band leader, James Last, who's reported to have sold around 200 million albums worldwide until his death in 2015 at the age of 86. This interview with James Last took place in 2001. You've got a lot of stuff happening at the moment, haven't you, in your career? Always, the whole life is full of uh, surprises and funny things. <laughs> Tell us about the things you've got coming up. You think about touring and then... Uh, yeah, and you've got, at the moment you've got an album called Ocean Drive, haven't you? And then you're going to do this ABBA one, aren't you? Yeah, that's released in Germany, and uh, we made a TV show in Miami. Right. And the TV show was called My Miami, so I'm... I'm like the host, I uh, to show the people what's, what's going on in Miami, what special places, and so on. There was a TV show here, and there were, we did some music, and I made some uh, new songs on this album, the CD, and uh, get a little atmosphere of, of Miami. Right. A little bit Cuban involved, and uh, sunshine involved, blue heaven, blue skies, <laughs> and, so, and so on. I get the picture. <laughs> so this album, Ocean Drive, isn't going to be released in England then? I don't think so, because it was, uh, maybe it maybe the fans will do something, I, I don't know. Yeah. Why do they choose which ones go in different territories? I don't know, but the, the first time they come in, in, uh, out in October, mm -hmm. that's the new ABBA album. Yeah. We do this uh, album just of ABBA songs. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time since a long time that they've really released on, on one, one day in England, in Germany, and everywhere. I'm very happy with that, you know, because now they work together. Are you a big ABBA fan? Yeah, because we did, uh, in the earlier years, 20 years ago, we made some uh, TV shows in Germany, and the show was called Star Parade, and we worked uh, sometimes together there. Are you still friends with them? I, yes, of course, because, they're, you know, German artists very, uh, just work for themselves, and the natural artists, they're different. Right. And it was so funny all the time when Abba was coming and the band was sitting on the other side of the big hall, you know, TV hall, the show, and they was coming, oh, aren't you good to see you again? And, you know, that's, <laughs> it was fun. It was always good together. Oh. And have you consulted them or have they, you know, been involved in this project, Benny and Bjorn? Or? No, we uh, played the songs for them. They know that we are, uh, that we are in the studio to make, make our, um, yes. And uh, we played for them and maybe they had some, some words for the, for the cover, so... You know, there's always this thing about you selling more records than everyone but Elvis Presley. Is he still the only one who's sold more? I never have asked anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I really don't know, you know. Some companies bring up big, big speeches and, and, and uh, headlines or whatever. But it was one time it was, uh, they counted out and there was the beat, selling more. It was before Elvis passed away. We were selling more records than Elvis. Uh, right. But after he he passed away, there was a new, you know, was new coming up, and have oh. a Elvis album, you know. Did you ever meet him? No, he was singing some songs of mine. Were you a fan of his, though? Were you? Yeah, he made also a lot of different things, you know. And uh, yeah, of course, you know, I'm I'm involved in music, and I always and still do listen to new songs and all this stuff. And it was at that time I was listening to Elvis and said, there must be something special, otherwise <laughs> not so many people will like it. So then I, I tried then to find, to see something behind 
the record or behind the songs or behind the lyrics and to try to get it for myself, you know, or for, for all, not for all, audience, for myself. Because I'm a lucky man when I like what, when I find something, what I like, and I, I write it down, and then even if it's a copy of an other <coughs> composer, so mm. many millions of people like this song, still li like it then. You know, that's, that's very special. Mm. A lot of people feel that modern music is becoming less tuneful. Is that um, why you're still covering people like ABBA? No, I don't think so. The, the time has changed, of course. There are more rap, <coughs> rap songs now on, on the top ten than, than songs like ever was, you know. But that's, that's the right of the young people to do something different. I, I feel it like this way, you know. And you don't have a pretty melody line, but I try always to tell people from newspapers, so the melody line is just the words now. And uh, I think that what they are doing, the young people, is very, very good. But would, would you be sort of doing any rap work at all, or are you going to avoid all we that? We did already. I did some with a some uh, German rap group. And how did it go? Very good. It was very good. You know, I did the instrumental wise the yeah. stuff, and it was the was some good hooks on the mm. musical wise. You know, they was talking, and the band was playing some some trumpets would do some some hooks on the back. Do you feel you've sort of become? ultra-fashionable again, or do you feel you've always been the same sort of level of fashion? I think I've the same level of fashion. And well, if you go at a time, you, you stay in the, in the middle, you know. How do you account for your ongoing popularity? I don't know. I really don't know. Especially on, on tours, though, I, I, I say sometimes, I don't know to find the right words to say what I feel when I stay in front of 10 or 15,000 people and play instrumental wise. We have only uh, a choir and, and a band. Otherwise, we have all the, the things we have to do to introduce the, the, the songs to the people without lyrics. You know, And then, then you see 10 or 15,000 people in front of you and they understand what you mean. Yeah. Uh, this is fantastic. I suppose without lyrics it becomes even more international because there's no particular language. That is right. I think that was one of the first big success we had in the beginning. You know, it was 30 years ago, 35 years ago, there was older people against younger people, but it always happened. And uh, we recorded the first time the, the, the Beatles songs instrumental-wise. Yeah. And then, then the younger people and the older people realized that there were songs of the Beatles. They realized it later. Yeah, yeah. You know, they didn't know that was, that that's the music of the Beatles, you know. The Beatles are widely considered, especially over here, as the greatest music, pop music ever. Do you agree with that? Do you yes, think it's absolutely. the best? You do. They changed the whole music world, changed the lyrics, they made different systems, they went into the studio, made their own songs, not other composers, their own songs, their own lyrics, and they had their own publishing company. So it was, everything was in one hand. And I was a ranger long years ago before that. And if you do then for a record session, do something that goes to, to ten different minds, you know. There's a composer, there's a lyric writer, and then they try to find a singer. That was not the right word of the singer, then they changed the words, and then the record company was saying something. Well, always ten different things to, to think about. But the young groups, you do all the stuff by themselves. Everything is in one hand. That's fantastic. Here, your your music is called big band music. Is that? Do you agree with that? Is that how you call it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we can say one time you can say uh, 
the biggest small band or the smallest big band. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, you know, if someone says to you, what kind of music do you do, what do you say? I play myself. You know, it's it's strange. Even if you're like like the new the new other album, or fans you hear this and they say, "Oh, it's still James Stars." I I don't know why. It's, it's just the writing. Or I don't know. Are you amazed that big band music is still popular nowadays because it's considered as largely an old-fashioned thing? Yeah, but I think it is still popular. But uh, this uh, this time, big bands are so expensive. And, uh, you know, it's just, even on TV, they do so many things on playback, so you never can go on TV again with, with the big orchestra like, like, like we are sometimes with 40 people. You never can pay this because you have to pay it by yourself. You've yeah. always been very proud of the fact that of those 40 people, there's always people from different countries. That's right. Is that deliberate because you want to include all these people? Or is it just coincidental? Just coincidental. You know, that's... To say, you know, I always can't always say, you know, my, my little kind of music world, you know. It's, it's, it's just music. And how many English people are in your orchestra now, your band? Oh, let me call them. One, two, three, I think four. And how do they compare to the other countries? Do you find the English people easy to get on with? Oh, no, we have Derek Watkins there, you know. He's one of the best trumpet players of the world. So he is... Uh, his mind is very important for everybody. No, it's, uh, the whole orchestra is very open-minded, and, and that's, that's very strange or different to all orchestras, you know. Everyone has a, has a respect to the other guy. If it's a violin player or trumpet player or drummer or, or bassman, they always work together and they like to do uh, the whole thing good. I've, I've never been to one of your concerts, so I don't know what it's like, but if I was told I was going to a band concert, I would just imagine everyone sitting still and playing their instruments, uh, whereas if you go to a rock concert, it's much more lively and exciting. That's the same uh, with us. <laughs> it is, but how do you make band music exciting on stage? Because it, if you don't mind, in my imagination, it, it, I don't imagine it to be very exciting. You know, that's... Everybody had to, to let their, their own feeling out. It's not just on the 8 or 16 bars he plays solo. So it's the one guy plays a solo, the, the other guy comes in at the next 16 bars, have respect for them and watch them and do bring something on for him too, you know. And then they show the people what this guy can do. Does everybody get up and dance and um, play around and stuff? Oh, what, what they can do, what they like to do. <laughs> they dance sometimes or they jump around. Some days the string players stay down, down on, on front on the stage, so it's happened every night changing. How much control do you have on where your music is played? Because, you know, some people say it's played in elevators and receptions in hotels and things like that. Is that something you approve of? Are you glad about that? I'm glad when I hear the music everywhere. Really? Doesn't it doesn't bother you? No. As I said, you know, it's a, uh, some people like to, to make a little criticisement on this when it runs in, 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 a, in a big shop or so. I said, it's good, okay. I do the music for the people. Not, not this way. I say, I do my music, and if the people like it to hear it there, it's okay. Do you have any famous admirers as a musician? I saw once, I saw Paul McCartney in the audience. Then I saw, I saw Oscar Peterson in the, in the audience. And so, that's, 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 that's great for me, you know. 
have to come and have a look. You know, there's a jazz man, there's a, there's a rocker, and uh, David Sunburn, and so, there's, there's our, our good friends of us. How much of a sort of showbiz life do you lead? Do you know people like Boris Becker and Steffi Graf or Michael Schumacher? Do you sort of hang out with them? No, not this, this kind. This, uh, this is uh, fishing for something. Sometimes I feel this, like this, you know. I go to concerts very by myself with my wife. Not even artists on stage know it sometimes. And I go to, on Sunday morning, I go to a symphony concert, the upcoming Sunday. And I go to Britney Spears, I go to, to Christina Aguilera, or go yeah. to a jazz singer from David Sunburn. It's different. It's my way. I don't have to tell anybody, I go there. Mm-hmm. I be in, you know. Is this what you call research? When you go to these concerts, are you researching, are you studying the music in your head and thinking how you can arrange it? No, I go there for fun. I still will find something, of course, to, to do for us, what is usable for us or whatever, you know. For example, if uh, the violin artist, the, the English guy, the crazy guy. Oh, Nigel Kennedy. Nigel, yeah. I know Nigel for many, many years. And I was just there in, in, in London for the for the Brit, for the, for the classic Brit, you know. Yeah. And he was playing there uh, the old Romanian song. It's called Chala Samonti. I played this 30 years ago and said, oh, that's the oldest coffee house music. Now I hear it again from Nigel Kennedy. Said, oh, why don't we play it on stage too? So that's sometimes it inspires me when, when, when I hear this, to do it again or to do something. Oh, that's good for us or so. But most people listen to music purely for pleasure. It must be difficult for you to listen to something without thinking in work terms. Oh, this comes just in the back of the mind. Right. The first is to see it, you know. Mm. But some, some, I know some good musicians, they just see something and, and they criticize everything. Mm. And that is wrong. You have to find the good things on when you go somewhere, you know. Not just say, oh, that was a damn, damn solo there, or that this, or that they eat this drama. This is not right. Even from little mistakes you can learn. In nearly every article I read about you, they have a different age for you. May we know what your date of birth is, was? My date of birth is the 17th of April, 29. Are you happier with being called James these days rather than Hans, or do you... It doesn't matter. The company changed the name when I, when I started, you know. But you weren't very happy about it at the time, were you? I was surprised. I was surprised, you mm. know, no, no, it's okay, and, and uh, not for me, it's okay. It's, when I was in, in, in England on tour, I was uh, telling to the people, you know, uh, French call me Hansi. Since then, the, the English guys, they, they call me Hansi, or the Eng- American guys too, I say, oh, Hansi, good to see you. <laughs> and the Germans sometimes say James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're presumably, like, your family and friends call you Hans, don't they? Yeah. Does, does it seem like you don't know who you are sometimes? You've got two names? I know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> because every well, most people assume you're called James. Do, do people assume you're British or American generally before they actually meet you, before they speak to you? There, there are some. They think so, yeah. Until they hear you talking. Yeah. How many different languages can you speak? Not even one. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> German well, is very. It's not easy. English is. Uh, incredible and, and uh, French and Spanish oh, forget it 
but you you know in your work you i mean you're considered a fantastic international artist so you, have you not had to learn all these different languages no no we, we talk english on stage Oh, right. Yeah, most of the time it's English, yeah. You not just learn how to say thank you in all these languages when you're performing concerts? <laughs> you know, say all the different names. So. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think that having a non-German professional name helped you escape sort of anti-German feeling after the war? Oh, I remember the first concert we had in, in, in London. I, I was very nervous, I tell you, after the war, you know. The first concert, I think the two of us, 67 or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and I was very nervous to come to England, you know, that England is the home of the, the dance music or the rock music then and, and all this, and then go there with the orchestra on stage. That was not easy in the beginning. Did you get any abuse or problems? No, no never. I never had anything like that. Well, that's fantastic, isn't it, really? Because, I mean, I learned, I understood that you learned your music during the war in sort of Bremen, wasn't it? I, I was when I was a kid. I played in Bremen, and then I was studying at the music school in uh, Bürgerburg. It was uh, uh, was it? the army army music school because all the private schools was closed then. Do you feel that because you've created such beautiful music, it sort of created something good out of something terrible from that war time? That it's all come out of a bad time, but you've created something amazing out of it, turned well, a negative into a positive. No, I think it was. I was once we made a, made I made an arrangement for the the war suite from Gino Vanelli. It was just to show the people we don't want to have to that anymore, but we can do it with instruments. That's enough. How is your singing? My singing? Yes. I'm not even singing in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Better not. Have you never trained as a singer? No. You no, know. I do my arrangements, and that, that's my word. You know. No, since 12 years I do it on a computer and it's fantastic. You can hear everything before you go into the studio, you know. You can use the bass line and the melody lines and hear the nice harmonies and so. This is very, very good. How many instruments can you play? That's the same question with the languages, you know. Who can play an instrument right? Well, you number one. Well, which, which ones do you try and play? I play bass in the earlier years. I was for, for three, four years uh, known as the best German jazz bass player, but you know, that's also relative. You know, nobody can say you are the best. But now, do you wish in your earlier years that you'd studied more at singing or playing guitar? No, no. Or My life is perfect. You have no sort of regrets in that front? No, my life is, is perfect. You know, I'm, I must be a lucky man, because as I said before, I can do arrangements of songs that are already big hits, or do some old classics, or do some my own, my own songs, and still millions of people buy the records. So what can be happen better, you know? Hmm. And still come to the concerts, sold out concerts. I'm 72 now. It's, uh, it's still a, a world of fun and enjoyment, you know? Is there anybody else doing what you do? Has there ever been anyone else? I don't think so. I think nobody can have so much fun than I. That's <laughs> the same but what I said before from the Beatles or so. I do all my stuff by myself. I do all the arrangements. Every little on stage is written down by me. So when something is wrong, I have to change it. It's not just by myself. I don't have to ask anybody else, can you do this, can you do this? No. I ask sometimes the, the musicians, what do you like to play as a solo? Or then I do an arrangement of the songs, you know? Like on a, the, the trumpet solo last tour was uh, 
my way, I did it my way. And uh, for the first year you were saying, oh, that's not uh, hard enough stuff. But then after he had the arrangement, he said, oh, that's great. And we played it with very big success, you know. Mm-hmm. I, even me, it's, uh, I'm the father of the whole orchestra, so I have to make arrangements to the musicians. You've often said that you make little or no money from touring. So why, right. have, you, why have you done it? For fun. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not making any money, how can you survive? Oh, I'm, I'm, I make money with the record sales, you know. Right. Especially in, in the earlier years, you know. But how come you make no money? Because, because you've got such a big orchestra? It's a big orchestra, they get good, good pays. And we are sitting together, we have our, our, our dinner time every night after a concert, in good hotels, good restaurants. But that, that's what I promised myself when I was in the beginning. I said, we have to live together, then we can, then, then no so many mistakes can happen, because we can talk out everything. Have you never made any money from touring? I made some money now, yes. Right, so you... Yes, was, was no way. Mm. And may we know about um, how many homes you have? I have one home. Just the one? Yes. Which is? In uh, Florida. Right, can you tell me a bit about it? Oh, Palm Beach is a nice city, and I live direct on a golf course. I have a living room, I have my work room there, my wife had her work room, and uh, I have a private studio there where we made the last Celine uh, Dion album. Was singing in, she was singing in our studio, and uh, it's the news and equipment in there. And the guy who was the sound engineer for, for Celine, he is also the the sound engineer from Michael Jackson and all the guys and he said there are only two studios in the world he likes to work in one is in Paris and one is our little studio in Palm oh, Beach that's nice sound wise you know and, and but the equipment is uh, the newest we can get and do you have like a swimming pool and tennis court and golf course and oh, no we have a swimming pool because isn't there a big golf course there there's a big golf course yeah Old Marsh it's uh, one of the best courses there in the top one and do the German people mind that you live in America? No, some some ask me well, why America. So it's it's uh, Palm Beach, it's Florida. There's sunshine every time there, and uh, people like to live even more in the sunshine. And the faces are more open in the sunshine, and uh, the service is very good in America. It's easy to live to live there. When did you get the house? Oh, I have a house in Florida for over thirty years. Right. Is it the same one, or...? No, no. That's uh, the fourth house I have there. And do you have any kind of a base in Germany at all? Uh, I have an apartment here, but this is a non-polydor, a record company. Right. I can stay here. Um, That was for tax reasons, you know. Have you ever lived in England, or would you like to have done? Oh, that's a hard question. (laughs) Of course I like the English people. No, no, I'm not saying... Yeah, but have you ever considered living here? No. I guess it's the British weather, eh? Yeah, it's nearly the same like in Hamburg. Yeah. Sometimes grey, rainy. Do you think ultimately you belong in Germany? That's where you feel most at home, or...? I think so, yeah. Where, where are your other favourite places? Because you're such an international artist, travelling the world all the time. Where else do you like to visit? Oh, to visit? Yes. Everywhere. Any favourites? No. Do you have sort of um, fans turning up at your home? Because... You know, you're very popular with, you know, lots of, many, many people. Do you have them coming to your house and asking for autographs and pictures and things? Uh, I get many letters, yeah, but I have to say, 
Our, our fan club is an English fan club. I've, I've only one fan club. He is English, mm. and uh, there are some some fans from from uh, from France and Holland and Belgium, but they all belong and end to the English fan club. And the English fan club is very, you know, they, are, uh, they I think they are very English. Never ask any ask for a ticket. No one showed up at our house. No one is there. They are very gentle, great people. Are they mainly women? Are they men of a certain age, or what is it? No, that, that's 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 uh, men and women. Right, children as well. Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. and children, children. Three generations sometimes turn up. Have you ever had sort of women throwing themselves at you like a rock star, <laughs> hiding in your hotel room? That's what we had, yes. Yeah, tell me a bit about that, can you? No, but one day I, I woke up and then back in the city, and there was a lady in my bedroom. Really? Yes. <laughs> what was she doing? She was uh, trying. She was laying in my bed. Wow. And what she did you? My t- husband is in the bar, and he said, "I can go up. <laughs> said, Please go out here." <laughs> did you? Yeah, of course. I am. You know, I'm sitting in the bar with the musicians, and when I go to bed, I'm too retired. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, then you know. How long ago was that? In the seventies. I think it's the 70s, yeah. Mm. 70s, 80s, yeah. But yeah, something happened like that, yeah. Have you had a lot of that kind of thing? Not a lot, but but some, yeah. May we know how you coped when your wife died? How, how difficult was it for you? Oh, it is hard, you know. If you lived with somebody together for 42 years, I was married for 42 years, we know each other for 47 years. That was a really shock, I tell you. It was, uh, yeah, I was down then. And I didn't, didn't know anything. I couldn't think about something. How long were you, like, seriously affected for? You were affected your whole life for that. You've, you've often used to say how she was responsible for your career. You, you owed so much to her. Can you explain that now? Yeah, she, you know, the age when I was in the 30s, and the whole thing was starting going on, you know. Our children were little. So she was taking care of everything at home for the children, for the kids. I hadn't, I hadn't had the time then. But there's no excuse, but uh, I liked it to live to anyway like this was heaven, you know. And she always was saying, go on, you're a musician, you have to do it, always. It was also on the end, when she nearly was on the way to pass away, she said, go on to her, it's your life, go on, go on, go on. Did you consider giving up? I did, first time, yes. And what persuaded you otherwise, the, the fact that she said go on? The last tour, I was uh, home, home here to Hamburg every night with a helicopter or with a car or whatever, and to stay with her. But then she liked to she liked to pass away in Florida, so we just had on the plane and fly over to Florida after the tour. It was about four years ago. Yes. And did did you want to sort of stop it? And she said, "No, carry on working. You must." Um, yes. Yeah, she also said to my son. Take care of your dad, and he needs a new woman. He needs to, uh, he needs to be married. He had some. He had, to, he had to have somebody. Really? Yes. Did you feel that you may not find happiness again? In the beginning, yes. But then my daughter said to me, uh, "You met a woman 20 years ago in Munich. Phone her. Maybe she is still there, Christine." So I phoned her, and she was not married then. And then I asked her, "If you're ready to give me a help, I'm alone now." And uh, so we had to talk on the phone for a long time, and she said, I'll phone you back. And then she said, when, when should I come? And she was coming over there and was working at the paperwork and all this, you know, first to, everything was, was just laying there, you know. Nobody worked on that. 
because I don't have a secretary. And then for a while we said, why don't we go married? Let's stay together. And then she, first of all, she was not so fast to say yes. But then after a while she said, okay. And now she's my, my best help, I tell you. Fantastic. You, you said that you'd met her 20 years ago. Um, in what circumstances? Oh, we had a concert at Munich. And she was coming with some fans backstage. And I am always have been and uh, still been and uh, invite them after the concert for the hotel where we are because the whole band had dinner afterwards and uh, then we were sitting there and was talking talking, talking and then we phoned sometimes and then I didn't hear anything from her for 10 or 15 years So she must have made quite an impact on you for you to remember her all this time later Yeah, even my daughter because she was saying we phone phone her It's incredible So wh- Yeah, that's incredible that's, uh, that's why I said uh, since then I believe more in God than before I tell you how do you mean? That that was happened. Uh, you know, she's, she's a, a good-looking woman. She's a perfect person. And she was still free. No, there like must be something very special that this was, was coming together. Yeah. So, how many years ago did you get together? Yeah, well, when my wife passed away, and it was just three months later, I phoned her. Were you a bit worried about what people might think, that it was perhaps too soon, or...? Yeah, but it's that's 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 my life. I'm not not a, not a, not, a, not a, I think I think I'm not an ego person, you know. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes my life is my life, and if I have to go on and and do something for the people, everybody was telling me, mm-hmm. the record company was saying, work, work. That's the best little best thing to do. Work, and the guy was doing all the tours. Said you have to go on with the tour, do it. Do you agree with that now? Do you think it was a good idea to carry on working? Yes, absolutely. But I think I still think musicians never good musicians are. Study musicians, you never can finish. Or the see like like Armstrong or, or other good guys, they never can stop. Was Christine quite a fan of your music? I don't know. You have to ask her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must know. She uh, she criticised something, and and you know she is not not really a musician. From musician company, she is from the. What was she done? She was uh, first in her, in her life. She was secretary, and then she was working for some different companies, and then she was this, so I don't know, consulting in, in money business something. You know, give help to people for to invest money. I don't really call this. Your children liked her immediately, did they? Ron was not easy, my son, because he was really, really, really in love with his, with his mother. You know. Yes, yes. And my daughter was a friend from the first moment on. And it was very good. What was it that won your son over? Is he now okay about that's it? Oh, that's, that's gone, you know. Mm. It was the first, first time, you know. In Hollywood, a lot of the stars make their wives sign special agreements that they won't take their money from them if they didn't work out. So do you have to, if you had to sign a... She signed a thing, I don't we call it here, the name, but she, she, uh, it's, no, it's no, uh anything she would get from the first marriage. We start from, from just from from, uh, from null. Oh, we yeah. start again. And so there's no, nothing involved about money and stuff. But some, some people would think of it, oh, they got married because she had a big house and everything. Yeah. But there's nothing for her. We started again. Yeah. And may we know when and where you were married? With Christine? Yes. In Hamburg. In June, three years ago. Was it like a big occasion or very no, quiet? No, no, nothing. No, it was just quiet. With my daughter, her husband, my son, and his girlfriend. Why so quiet? Because you wanted to keep the press away? No, 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 no. That's me. That's all private things, you know. 
Was it a particularly romantic occasion? It is still romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Tell me about your, your children now, if, if you can. Carolina is 43, and she is doing, uh, translating sometimes TV specials, some English to German. And uh, I think she made a film, she translated a book, and sometimes she takes care of the office here in Hamburg. And Ron is uh, 42, and he is uh, my sound engineer, and we talk everything over what I'm doing, so he's my, my, my big help now, you know. As, uh, you know, the studio in, in Florida he's doing, I did the last two albums already, did the, the Celine Dion as an assistant, and you know, we have music device very, very close together. And do you hope that your son in particular will take over from you one day? I don't think so. It's unlikely. Yeah, it's not, you know, first of all, it's not easy. And he is uh, clever enough to, to, to think so too, you know. He will uh, take care of everything, you know, about what, what belongs to publishing rights and all this stuff, of course. Tapes are what's going out. But uh, he has his own personal life, as he likes to compose, he likes to, to, uh, to write lyrics, and uh, sometimes he's still singing. Do you think it's it's quite ironic that your son is a songwriter, considering you're known just for tunes without words? Yeah, he is. he did some 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 words to my songs. Yeah, yeah. You're you're a grandfather now, aren't you? Yes. Um, tell me about your grandchildren. Oh, they're the greatest. <laughs> I'm sure everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, when, if you're, how old are you? How old am I? Forty. Uh, then, then, then you know, you know, it's uh, uh, always say the grandpas, they're always, they're all my grandchildren, they are great, because we have a little bit more time now, yeah. you think about different than the younger years, you go, younger years you were more wild, now you think more, about more families, and so, and uh, yeah, the seven-year-old goes, uh, try to play golf already with me sometimes, and the four-year-old, he is, uh, starts to swim now, and yeah, we are the closest friends, I tell you. <laughs> And how much of your year is spent working now? Are you cutting it down a bit as you get older, or are you still working all the time? I don't call it work. I need time. And that's why I never have time. You know, when dumb people will say, if you do it now on the computer, that's much easier, it's faster. That's crazy, it's dumb. It's, it takes a lot of time, because you do everything from drums are hired, you have to think, everything, the accents, you have to give into the computer. It takes a long time, but then you can play it to the musicians. Say, That's the way I like to have it, you know. So uh, it's a lot of work. It's really, sorry to say it so often, it's much fun for me to do that. I uh, sitting on the computer sometimes day and night. But every single day of the year you're working? I said I'm not working, but still the brain is working, doing do something all the time. And my first wife always liked to have a, a vacation one day. And before they passed away, ten years before, I... Buy her the tickets to go to Hawaii for a vacation together. And she passed away and the tickets still were there. We never oh. was going. And now Christine is the same way. She said, we have to make a vacation. We have to go out one day. No telephone, nobody knows you. Some place where nobody knows you. And we still don't have time. You haven't done that yet? No. When did you last have a holiday? We tried to have a holiday. That was the last tour in England. Uh, we like to have a what do you call it a marriage holiday huh? yes a honeymoon honeymoon yes right and we went uh, from London direct to uh, St. Andrews 
Yeah. And we arrived there and take golf in the morning next day, and the snow and rain was coming straight into our face. Oh, and the Kelsey even tried to work, so we played golf by ourselves in the rain and in the snow. And then we said next time, the next day we go to Glen Eagles. The same thing was happened there. Oh, no. And then we went to uh, Tur Turnbury. Turnbury, yeah. And we played a little course, they said, oh, tomorrow we play the Alicia course, we called the big one, you know. Mm -hmm. And the sunshine, there was time was sunshine. But in the morning, four o'clock, we get a telephone call from Florida, lean on, like the work on, go on the work. So we went, <laughs> rushed to the airport to get a plane to go, go back to Florida. So that was our only vacation we had. Celine is a good golfer too. I mean, yeah, she's good. Who wins when you play each other? Oh, we didn't play together. We was just just uh, in the studio work. All oh, right. And now she has a baby. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Have you seen the baby? No, but she was singing a duet with the other uh, with Carol King. You know, yeah, yeah, excellent. She was singing a duet with Carol King, and she was high pregnant, right. and she had the tightest clothes on, clothes on, and high heels. I said. Celine, take care, don't fall here in our ground here somewhere. <laughs> it was dangerous, you know. But you were still singing, as loud as a trumpet. How good is your golf? What handicap are you? 17. But I hope it's 72, I've got a handicap like that. With 17, I had some dreams. So, with my handicap 17, I had some dreams. It means to come down. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, apart from golf, what else do you do away from work time? Uh, we we have we go swimming every morning. There's uh, like a celebration every morning seven o'clock we go swim, and then two times a week we go to a workout. How fit are you now as to what you want to be? I feel good. I feel really good. You no longer have your long hair or your beard. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a big thing to chop that off? No, the time change all the time. You know, and uh, I just look at myself here in the studio. There's there are two two posters on the wall. One was from a concert in Russia that is uh, more than 20 years ago there's mm -hmm. long hair and looked like Jesus <laughs> and the other one is for the next tour here in Germany and it looks sometimes yeah, a little bit more fresh than on earlier years mm -hmm. you know You're not, the, not, the, not the face but uh, yeah if you look in the eyes it's uh, yeah it looks good which has been your favorite look the long hair oh or the... I don't like myself really no I hate me talking I, I hate my my uh, see myself on TV or whatever. On your website it says you're, you're the gentleman of music. Was that your idea? No. That's the company's idea. Again. James. Then they call me Captain James. <laughs> then they call me the Party King. And now I'm the gentleman of music. But I'm still Hansi last. <laughs> oh. What do you think is the greatest tribute you've been paid? I think it was a golden camera. It was a German... Like a, like an Oscar in, in, in America, you know. Mm -hmm. for the best TV shows, and so it's what we had for long time, early years. What about something that somebody said about you is, that you've always remembered? I don't know. I can I cannot talk so, so over myself, you know. Okay. I'm, you not, I'm not a me or I person, you know. Most time, I say we. It's, maybe it's my wife and me, or the orchestra and me. Mm -hmm. I never say I did, I do. Do you think you have been given the credit that you deserve? My life is okay, yeah. Some politicians, maybe the Hamburg politicians, can say more. I have to be more proud that the Hamburg guy is uh, popular around the world, yes. But there's nothing happened, but it's okay with me. Would you like to have gone into politics? No. No. 
Why not? Not, not even now. No politician for me. Mm. I make music. That's nice and fine. How satisfied are you with your career now? It's perfect. Yeah? I have so many good letters coming in every day. Fax or letters or... Something. I have to, I've said something and they say, that's absolutely right what you're saying or what you're thinking. And I'm, I'm in so many talk shows here in Germany now. Nearly every week in Bonn. So Monday again to, to, to Munich for a talk show and Tuesday again for, for Stuttgart and talk show. What are your hopes for the future? My personal hopes to go on, be uh, healthy, and uh, that I can do more and more important for us all, even my age, is today and tomorrow. Will you ever retire? I can't. Why can't you? Too much to do. Yeah, good musicians never can stop. That's not what I mean. I'm good, you know, but musicians never can stop. (coughs) That's enough. Mm-hmm. You have said that you, if you do play a last concert, you'd like it to be at the Albert Hall. That's right, yes. But I know, nev- no, never when, when it will happen. But, but that's really, that's what I like to do. Last concert, if I know that would be the last concert, I'd like to be in Albert Hall, of course. Why the Albert Hall, though? Oh, this is it's a holy place. This is it's very special, you know, it's, you know, very English and very special. For, uh, earlier years, it was the union, it was so strong. Even we couldn't bring on our lights then, and, and, and still you go on stage, there's a, the, the door on stage. You, ever, ever, you never was on our road, eh? Backstage. I haven't been backstage there, no. I've been to see... There's only one door, you can go on stage. Right. And the door is like for chicken meat, and not for, for real men. And that's the way the whole band had to go on stage there, you know. Right. 38 people go on stage, that takes almost 10 minutes. But you have to come to the backstage there next time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a glass of wine then we <laughs> see the show and, and uh, can see the, the boys backstage and, and can talk with them. You've always been very nice about your British fans. Do you say that about everybody around the world or do they really mean that much to you? Do you mean a lot for me, yes. They follow, they follow some of them for, for more than 30 years. So they're, they're coming to my age or even... even at the age of, of uh, 60 or 65, they started when they were 30 years old, you know. It was really young people then. And now they are 60 and 70, and they still come. Hundreds of them. And they follow the band around the world. We had one, one day, we had a concert in, in Hong Kong. English fans was on an airport to, to say hello to the band in Hong Kong. It was unbelievable. And so still, when we have shows here in Europe, there's a big family now, you know. The English people come to, to the German tour, and uh, stay with friends from Germany at their house. And when we do, we do a tour in England, some German friends come over there, stay in their, their home of their, their, their friends. And it's not only the German and English, the, the French people and all this. Like the, the last night over in the Albert Hall is filled up with fans from around the world. They come from Brazil, from, from the States, from Japan, from everywhere. It's the last concert at the Albert Hall. After you die, how would you like people to think of you? To oh, remember forget you? it. Gone, gone is gone. But do, would you like to be remembered in a certain way? As yeah, of course. If they say we had a great time, that's okay. As a great musician, though, as a no, I, I think more as a person. They're, they're, they're great musicians around the world. I tell you, I'm not the greatest musician, but I, I try. But not I try. I, I do what I can do. You know. And then you say well, we had a great time at Hansi. That's okay.